Episode 35, Make Like a Tree and Grieve. Episode 35, the Adventures in Lollygagging Podcast. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Fantastic. Coder, why are you here? I don't know. (laughs) It's like The Bachelor, man. I gave you a rose. Wait, no, that's not right. I didn't give you a rose. Or do you give who here watches The Bachelor? You get a rose if you stay, right? Okay. So it's more like the Survivor Island sort of thing. You're off the island. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. You should have saw the exit interview that Coder did. He just just flamed all of you. It's like, <laughs> get in a wagon, running away. I feel like I goaded him into the fight. Just a little. Yeah. yeah. Just a little. Just a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Are you okay with how he died? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. So we did a little bit with his, remember your dooming? You want to tell your dooming to everybody? Yeah, come as twins, leave as triplets or yeah. something. Yeah, so lines. I really had to like scramble. Yeah, that, so that, was, the uh, that was some special, <laughs> special <laughs> zooming right there. Just scrambled a bit to make that work. Uh, I totally forgot to do that when I threw Chovy off a cliff. Chovy, do you remember what your... Yeah, it was like was? responsibility. You don't respect it or something like that. Okay. Something similar. Well, that makes sense. You didn't respect the power of the people that were on the cliff or the power of gravity or power of ocean tide, something like that. So, uh, yeah, so Coder's been hastily scrambling to, uh, to make a new character. It's very exciting. Uh, we're not going to, don't spoil anything. No, we'll, no spoils. We'll bring, if and when we can in this episode, we'll bring a new character onto the screen as, uh, as it dictates. But this is our second true character death. Jovi went first. And then, uh, then we had a, had a couple characters leave. Bruno left mainly because Keith got busy with school and stuff. And then, and good old Emily left because Ashley wanted to do a Russian accent. It's uh, pretty much. It took me a very long much, time to get a handle <laughs> on. Adventures in Lollygagging. No, that's not right. Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. So, uh, so yeah. Um, honestly, though, I, I was actually really interested in the way that 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 went down. I wasn't entirely sure that that was going to be a fight. It wasn't an unwinnable fight, but it's certainly a difficult one. You guys weren't necessarily in the best position to with Bear not being able to really participate. Uh, them kind of knowing that you were coming and you're just sort of stumbling in to this major moment in this insurrection. Uh, the rise of this this other people, this this kingdom. They're using their name or they are them. Who knows? We're not sure yet, but kind of rough. Kind of rough, but uh, did any of you think about helping Irwin? No, he kind of dug his own grave. I yelled at him and told him to run away, and he didn't. Right. He was busy getting stabbed uh, through the chest a little bit. Um, What do you think was Irwin's last thought going through his mind as he was was passing, as his eyes closed? Uh, I was asking Coder, because he was like... I was like, like, uh, are you asking me? Um, Yeah. Was disappointed in the decisions that he made in the past. Yeah. How, I feel like part of him has to be so pissed that it was Keon who did it. Right? Mm-hmm. This guy who's been antagonizing the whole way. Absolutely. On, even though Irwin didn't know this, honestly was trying to get him killed a couple episodes back. Was trying to manipulate events to get him killed. So that was kind of interesting. 
And I had him charge in at you. And honestly, had you not take, I mean, like I had so many misfortune points at that point that I was going to blow you out, but you took some damage from the, from the flames. Yep. The 20. Rough. Yeah. That was a lot. And then of bear stole your hiding place and just ran away <laughs> with it. Yeah. I'm hiding both. behind a cart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not there anymore. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty rough, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I was honestly, I was honestly surprised with how it kind of went down. I wasn't entirely sure that we were going to fight. I thought there would be negotiation. Uh, I did. I, you know, I was trying to be antagonistic, obviously, with Keon. Like, but I think rightfully so because you did like punch him and stuff. So I feel like it made sense that there was beginning to be a rivalry, uh, animosity between the two of you. Uh, and I love the fact that you shot him. That I was, <laughs> yeah, that I was, was like, so good. Oh, Coder, that was amazing. That was so good. I mean, it led to the death, but Jesus, that, that was just so fun. Like, that was such a good, such he a good He finally moment. got kind of like pushed to his tipping point. That's what I feel like, like, yeah. Yeah, at the end there. I was just I trying to antagonize it. him over and over and over again. And that's, and like someone said it last episode, just like, oh, he finally got his gun or something like that. Like, got him a gun and he'd go crazy. You know? <laughs> uh, all right. So, Erwin has has fallen. Uh, I don't know how much of that you all saw, but that's where we're going to start. So if you all could, uh, all four of you that are still living, please go ahead and roll an awareness test. Uh, we'll treat this as standard. Fail. Pass. Fail. I think Bear Crit failed. Fail. <gasps> oh, no. You don't see you that the road in front of you quickly turns and you drive the entire wagon off, killing the whole party. All time go home. And that has been the Adventures of Molly. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so I'll say that you, with your crit fail, were so, you, as you're looking back, like over your shoulder to try to see where it is, you don't notice that the road is actually kind of curving as you turn back you have to quickly jerk the horses away and in doing so it creates this really kind of awkward shift uh, and you're going to bang your head you take like three points of physical peril or excuse me yeah three points of physical peril uh so you're probably fine uh and did lavinia and zofia pass did i hear that no i uh failed but it wasn't a crit fail okay so zofia passed i did pass you see everything happen Erwin. You see Keon charge in and instead of running to the wagon, you see Erwin charge at him. You see Erwin try to do his patented sweep the leg and then punch down with the spear, but he misses in both in both attacks. Mm -hmm. Keon effortlessly dodges and then swipes and parries away the shot. And then with this surprisingly deft maneuver, manages to take his sword in both hands, knock Erwin to the ground, and then plunge the blade directly through Erwin's chest. You see a splurt of blood come up out of Erwin's mouth. He coughs. You see a hand kind of reach up as if he's reaching for something. And then it falls limp, and you can see his body becomes still. In the wagon with Rodina still behind screaming after you all as cowards and that you'll burn for this the wagon continues up the ramp 
in the direction of the governor's nest. Sophia yells just loudly, kind of, you know, as the car is just yelling, just, Erwin, just. Okay. All right. As you continue to drive up, I need a drive test. Maybe I'll, uh. But also, I think I'm going to have, I'm going to have Sophia go ahead and roll a resolve test, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll make it routine. Pass. Okay. So you feel a sickness kind of enter your gut as you, you know what just happened. It was it was mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. It was it was a very efficient and very brutal strike. And there's no way anyone will survive that. But you also recognize that you and the re- the rest of the party are still in danger and there's no time to mourn right now. And so you steal yourself a bit and just turn look forward and Try to shout out the curves for for bear. What's the difficulty? Uh, standard's fine. Got it. Okay. So you guys continue traveling upward at a not a very quick pace, uh, but faster than you could probably walk. The roads are icy and somewhat snow covered. The winds are still kicking up. You can see the billowing clouds of black smoke are still mixing together with the with the white snowy clouds above. And the closer and closer you get to the top of this road where the governor's nest sits, you can start to smell smoke. And as you get relatively close, you see a few figures in the middle of the road in front of you that are running in your direction, running down the road. They are dressed in the same get at the same outfit that you've seen others wear, the ones that you just fought, that same kind of animal skins and furs, this kind of skull-shaped helmets and masks that they use to, to keep their, their faces obscured. What do you want to do? You see two of them. They're running. You're not sure if they notice you immediately, but they don't have weapons drawn. It just looks like they're running down the ramp. Speed past him. Okay. Through him. Okay, I'm going to make some coordination tests. That's a fail. Whip okay. the horses. What's that? Whip the horses or whatever it's called when you. You want to you wanna whip the horses. Or, Haven't they been through enough? <laughs> no, that's fine. You're like giddy up. You want to giddy up the horses? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know horse <laughs> I would like to shift them into third gear. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. uh, you notice the two of them, as they're running at you, both have to dive out of the way. One dives to the right, the other dives to the left. And you can see that the one that dives to the left, the driver's side, rolls and slips and starts falling over the side <laughs> because they crit failed their coordination oh, test. No. Uh, you can't tell if they fell all the way down. They shouted. You heard a voice. As a few of you look back, you can see the other one that didn't fall off run over and is kind of looking over the edge and trying to reach down, like reaching a, a weapon down. So you, you would anticipate that the the one that went over maybe didn't fall all the way down. You continue to pass them, and it's probably, probably another 20 minutes before you finally crest the last bits of the road and you can see it flatten out somewhat to this 
plateaued area, which you would imagine is the governor's nest. You can see in front of you the remains of a very grandiose home still on fire, smoke still billowing up. You can see there's other buildings around as well, much smaller than the central central manor. Uh, it might be stables, barracks, things like that. It's hard to really tell. Maybe the, their own private blacksmith or trade skill area, tradecraft area. You can see that there are some bodies on the ground. Some that you can see from this distance are somewhat charred. You can see that the the heat in this area has started to melt away some of the snow that is on these large trees and these other rocks that are kind of circling around this large manor. You can't really see the mountain as it extends further to the north and northwest because the black plumes and then just the, the intense heat is kind of creating this mirage-like effect. You can see there's people still moving around. Some, from what you can tell, look like they have the same outfits as before. Some of the buildings are completely burnt down and exploded. You see shards of wood and furniture and stone. A couple buildings seem to be just on fire, but still foundationally intact. I don't really know the roads around here. To be clear, you are at kind of a, a an end point. Like you've gone up as pretty much as far up the mountain as you can go before it becomes impassable. Like this is like a very high perch that he has on a good day, not like today. You can look down the mountain and you're literally looking down on Verdum below. Uh, and there's the occult people walking around. You still see that there's there's people moving around here and there. Yeah, like you see that there's. Some of those in the skull faces are kind of going up to various bodies in the ground and just taking swords and ensuring that they're dead. Final killing blows. More of them than us. They're scattered. So you see them. You don't see any major groups. It's just a, a handful of lingering people. None of them have turned in your direction yet. But with the fact that you're on a wagon, yeah. it's just a matter of time before they notice you. Well, I don't think there's any survivors here. So we're going to have to hike down the mountain. What do you mean? It's a giant forge. They could be holed up anywhere. It is. The manor is quite huge, and there's several other buildings. Uh, many of them are on fire. Most of them are on fire or fully exploded. Do you want to check around to see if anyone's still alive or just jump uh, ship, try and get to Verdum? You know, the only way back was going back down with the way we came. Hubert, I would say as a local, you would know that there is a, there's like a main road that goes directly from Verdum up to the governor's nest. You all were taking a side path that was more from the, from the mines so yeah. somewhere up here, there is the path down. You probably would never have been up here. Mm-hmm. Neither would you have, Lavinia. It's a very 
invitation only type of place. So you probably don't know exactly oh, where. So all it these is. guys were invited. <laughs> yes, they were. Oh. Yes, they were. It was, a, it was a masquerade ball. Yes, that's why they got all the masks. Get it? Oh, that makes Ha-ha. sense now. Ha-ha. Yeah. I killed a player last week. Shut up. <laughs> uh, and not this character player. Cutter's dead. <laughs> What's the plan? So there's a road. You say you don't see one. You just know that yeah. there is one. Uh, for, sh- for sure, there's one up here. But it's with all these people. We should not stay. You you are well aware that the longer you linger in this this wagon, the further inward you go. Like you're pretty much perched. You just you just left. You just got off the on ramp or the exit ramp, but you haven't yet made the full turn onto like the main street yet, the main area. But you're at the very crest, and you can look. There's so much wind. There's so much snow that it's possible that. And they might not have noticed you yet, especially since they're going around and they're killing and there's people laying on the ground. And the scene is pretty dramatic. There's as much black smoke as there is white snow. There's burning orange and red fire flames flickering here and there. It actually feels somewhat warm up here, too. Nice. So there's that. (laughs) Yeah. Silver lining. I guess we'll but it is just a matter of time before they notice you. Yeah. Well, uh, keep on driving. Try and skirt the the side towards where Verdum is. I'm staying around the edge of the... <laughs> I'm guessing that's where... You just want to stay along the southern cliff? That's fine. And it is very much a cliff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would like Bear to make a resolve test. A resolve test. As he's driving along the cliff. Got bad experience with cliffs. Especially since you're on the left side and you're looking down. What's the difficulty? Uh, we're going to treat this as standard. This is going to be for fear. Uh, fail. Okay. You're going to take 15 points of mental peril. Whoever's sitting up front, who is sitting up front with him? Is it Lavinia? You were the first on. Yeah, I guess now. Bear's hands start to shake. Oh, God. And you can see in the process of doing so, he starts to slowly, and maybe he doesn't even notice this is happening, steer the wagon away from the cliff further northward and closer to the manor. Lavinia will reach over and try and take over the reins. Do you let her? I ain't letting a woman drive. What? <laughs> what? Holy crap. Wow. Jeez. Wow. I don't know if no, I should. I thought that. no one else had the drive skill, though. Uh, I don't. You will have to make a drive check, though. Drive test. You are, you are currently under fear, however, though. Like, I mean, you're literally, you're afraid right now. You're suffering from fear. Like the same, like flip to fail pretty much. Uh, not quite. It basically just there, there's certain things in the game that says if you are under the effects of stress or if you are under the effects oh, of fear or okay. under the effects of terror, certain effects can happen. In this particular case, while you are afraid, you can't. You're, you're not going to want to get anywhere close to that that cliff face. Okay. Yeah, like, no, I got this. I'm okay. It's just safer over here. Don't want to. So then, uh, could I try and maybe like, like. I don't know, do like an awareness test or something to see if I can spot maybe where the the road is. Sure. It'd be uh, hard at this distance. Okay. Oof, okay. 
did not pass. Okay. Uh, you can't quite make it out. As you look down the cliff, just as he pulls the, the card away, you're kind of obscured because you're on the right-hand side. He's on the left-hand side, and you're trying to look past him. It's hard to really discern. You think you see the winding path below, uh, kind of matriculating in a different direction than the mountain path that went back down to the mines, but you can't quite make out where it would connect up here. Uh, you know it, it, it's, it's certainly to the west somewhere, uh, but exactly where is hard to tell. You would have to, right now, if you were to head west to the open area, you're passing by a handful of figures. Okay. So likely you have a, a couple choices of stay on the wagon. And it's not like this is hard land. Like you're, it's, there's snow and there's ice, so there's dangers. But there are some figures here that you can, if you continue in this, in this direction, you will unequivocally draw their attention, Un, uh, undoubtedly. The only way to try to obscure yourselves would be to try to find ways to maneuver between the, the rubble and the buildings of this this plateau, this area. Ooh. So it's up to you guys. We all see that, or she can she can convey that to yeah, you. Yeah, like fine. yeah, I hate to leave these animals here. They're probably gonna wear their faces later. <laughs> That's the least of our worries. We have to get out of this alive. Bear, are you going to be okay climbing down the cliff? Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. They killed Erwin. We have to leave. Fucking idiot. <laughs> Didn't run away. And at that, we start. He we jump off the way. Yeah. yeah, Lavinia will kind of scramble off and. I'll cut the horses free. Okay. You yeah. cut the horses free. Just let them scatter. Yeah. Okay. The run distraction for it. Sure. And so you do see as they start running past of all of these other figures that have been moving around this relatively broad and flat area in front of the manor. Probably two of them start chasing the horses down. There's still a couple more. That are, some of them are you're starting to see are dragging bodies together. Uh, like burning them? I'm not sure yet. Oof. Oh, yeah, let's sneak out of here. I kind of want to watch, but... What? <laughs> so, go ahead and give me stealth uh, stealth test. Roll them at standard. They're secret, obviously. Uh, and then you're going to tell me sort of the direction or the path that you're thinking of taking. I also have silent movement as a focus, okay. which supports stealth. Okay. Is there some mechanical benefit that you're getting from it? It's just listed as a focus. It, like, there's no... Oh, yeah. All, okay, so all that means is that when you're using stealth as a way to move silently, you don't... If you're down on the peril threshold and you're losing your skill ranks, you don't have to ignore your skill ranks for, for rolling stealth to, to move quietly. That's okay. what that means. Oh, my God. Pass 15. Okay. 32. Fail 61. I think I failed 96. You think? <laughs> okay. As you all begin to try to take advantage of this minor distraction, you look for any anything to kind of sneak behind a tree, uh, a, a, just a, a modest burn of a, of a hill, 
couple rock outcroppings, things like that, just sneaking left and right. And as you, as you start to feel like you're making progress, you hear from your right, Hey! Hey! And when you look, Bear, you see that there is one of those same figures with the skull face, the, you know, the same outfit, has a, has a bow pointed in your direction. What do you do? Uh, friendly. Friendly. <laughs> you see their heads just return. Who do we serve? I like look at Hubert. Like, who do they serve? Wait, he said, "Who did we serve?" Or, who do we serve? Like, as in including you, since you said friendly. Oh, the Umbat Nor. The Umbat Nor glory. To Umbat Nor. He turns and he says, "Sorry, I got snow in my nose." But who? Do we serve? And he pulls back on the bow as if he's getting ready to fire in your direction. Can I roll like it? You guys don't or? know. Oh, we don't. <laughs> you do not know. Frantically checking notes. <laughs> you have no There's notes a name in there somewhere. Uh, you don't know. You, I mean, like, honestly, none of you guys know. I'm not saying you can't guess, but, like, you don't know. I'll just be, like, down with the monarchy and <laughs> keep running. And he will go ahead and shoot. <laughs> Gosh, and he will hit. Jordan. You have you can go ahead and dodge. Oh uh, like. yeah. I would like to try. You should have said Four. the mad woman okay. collar. And you see you you immediately duck underneath it, and he's going to shout uh and then pull from his uh his his waist. He's like, over here and then he blows into his, his small little horn uh and you hear out and you can see that some of the folks that were chasing the horses in the direction that you're now going, by the way, turn back around the two and they start running back at you. They're a ways away, but I need you guys to roll for initiative. God. But, but. Okay. Start with Lavinia. What do you got? 16. Zofia? 13. Bear? Nine. Uh, what do you got, Hubert? 11. All right, Lavinia, you are up first. Oh, God. Every time I'm waiting for, like, Coder to give an answer, and then I remember. Oh. So no, he's no. the only one who's, like, noticed He's the only us. one who is within probably around 15 yards of you. The others are uh, probably a good 30 or 40 yards away. Ooh. Okay. Um, and he got shot. Bear got shot. No. Bear was hit by an arrow in the fight. Oh, yeah. that, in yeah. the fight, he, he dodged this one. Okay. In the previous episode. Easy. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you guys lost a person <laughs> and an NPC. I'm gonna run. In which direction? Uh. You can run west, but if you run west, you're like, heading the way out. Unfortunately, you're running in the direction of the the horses that the guys who were chasing the horses and the people that were chasing the horses. If you run What's east, it? that's back the way you came. If you run south, you're running off a cliff. And you're running north, you're running into the burning compound. Okay, but is there like people? North is the direction that the guy uh, that the the bower is fight is shooting from. Oh, but he's the only like he one. He's the only one within about 15 yards of you. 
Are you gonna sneeze at him? No, but I am gonna. I guess I'll. I'm gonna charge him. And then so that's two. You see her pick up her skirts, <laughs> all of her thousand <laughs> skirts, <laughs> yeah, and just starts racing after it after this this person in the in the melting snow. And I want to try and like knock him out. Okay, so you're charging. So charging it, you move at a at movement times two. What's yeah. your movement? My movement is uh, eight. Okay, so eight. So that means you can get to him. Now you can try to knock him down, like take down. But in terms of knockout, he's not helpless, so you wouldn't be able to knock him out. Okay. But you can try to take him down. Yeah. Okay. I'll do a takedown. Okay. So. So then you can go ahead and make an athletics test okay. since you're charging. Nine. Okay, I'll roll to resist. And I rolled a five. Okay. I'm sorry. Damn. I feel bad when I just roll better than you guys. You're all the fun, Jeff. Normally <laughs> I don't get to have any. Okay. Uh, so you're standing toe-to-toe with this guy now. Yes. And then it's going to be his turn. <laughs> Great. <laughs> sorry. Uh, he will drop his bow. He will pull out. A blade. As Lavinia is running, she'll be like, that guy with the big sword said we could leave. He said we could leave. Mm. We gave him, we gave him, what was his name? Keon. Keon. And Radina. And he has Radina. He said we could leave. I guess we should have gotten a pass. Okay. All right. It might have worked. Did not try to take him down. (laughs) (laughs) And she just like clutches his robes. He said we could leave. Please. Okay. He thinks about it for a moment. Might attempt to take down on you. Okay. Uh, That is a crit success. Okay. What does that mean? It means you fall down. You can't resist it. Okay. Okay. Uh, And so he takes you down. Uh, Then he will kind of peer at you for a moment. And Lavinia is crying at this point. He said we could leave. He said we could leave. We'll hold the blade down to you. He says, what names did you just say? Radina and Kian. He thinks about it for a moment. Uh, The other guys will continue running because they're next. And then it's Sophia's turn. Sophia's considering what cards are left, what the options are. She's going to run over to... There's one guy, and the other two are, are, are a ways away. So it's going to take them probably another round to get to you guys. She's going to run over to where Zof, uh, Lavinia is um, and just sort of join in sort of the the pleading, really not looking to lose anybody As you look again. around, there are bodies everywhere. Is there anything else you'd like to do this turn? Leave me. <laughs> no. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kill the video to show them that I'm with them. <laughs> so you're done? Alright, Hubert. What do you want to do? I'll catch up to this engagement. Okay. Done. Did I hear any anything or no? Uh I mean you heard her begging and screaming, and he asked for the names. She mentioned them. This voice has got a blade down at Lavinia's throat still. Sophia's basically repeating the same thing. I'm not looking to fight you, but if you make a move, leave me no other choice. Make an intimidation test. 
And are you more chaos or order right now? Uh, let's take a look. I have more order right now. Okay. I feel like you should have more chaos, but... <laughs> I don't know, necessarily. I, I don't know. I feel like he's been acting consistently. Yeah, he's been he's trying been to be really a peacemaker. Good. He's like, it's his friend. And like... No. Uh, go ahead and roll it at routine. Uh, intimidation at routine. Pass. Okay. You see, just for a moment, the blade he kind of pulls it back a bit. So it's not on her throat. Uh, Bear, what would you like to do? Mm. So he's got like a blade up to her, like if we. He's try and- it's more like by his side at this point. Like it was over her throat. But then when Hubert threatened him, you see him pull it back a bit so it's not hovering above Lavinia and it's now more just down by his side. I don't think I have my axe anymore. Uh, you un- you unfortunately don't. You dropped on the ground then you hopped in the wagon and ran. Well, drove. We straight skedaddled. Into danger. To be fair, there weren't many good options. No. Uh, shoot. I guess I'll run up with uh, Hubert. How do I want to say that? So I'll be like, you can have problems with us now or when the big boss comes here, you'll have problems with her when uh, she finds out that he didn't let us go. Who's her? Or him. Sorry. The guy with the sword. Sorry. Yeah. The boss guy. Okay. You definitely see a pause. When it comes around to his turn, he's he takes a step back for a second, doesn't put away his weapon, kind of looks at you all. He says, You brought Rodina, did you? Yes, she's down the path. He considers this for a moment. Don't recognize you. You can hear the footsteps of the others rushing up. He might need help subduing her. She's a bigger threat than any of us. We're just citizens. So you see the other two come up and they have weapons brandished. They sort of circle you. So there's like three of them surrounding you. Lavinia is still on the ground. And the original one barks out an order. And you hear a, a woman underneath one of the other masks say, yes, sir. And then she runs back the way you all came. And he was asking her to go, go see about this. And he turns to look at you all and he says, have a seat. I'll okay. take a seat. And Lavinia will kind of like just sit up and mm-hmm. she'll clutch at Sophia's hand. Okay. Time passes a little bit. Ask the questions from you all. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> and he stabs Lavinia in the face. <laughs> and he looks to Hubert and he says, I had to do it, you know. <laughs> he says, kind of confused, who are you? Are you members of the insurrection? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Sophia pipes up and says we're just visitors here we've only been here a couple weeks we were looking for someone who was lost and he kind of 
looks over at Lavinia, crouches down, and you can see this this skull face of like not really sure what it is, probably some kind of deer, uh-huh. elk, something like that. It's really close to you. You can see the eyes behind it. You can see there's some sort of black paint around the eyes so that the only thing you can see is the white uh-huh. and then the iris and the pupil. And he says, no. I think I've seen this one before. She lives here. The rest of us don't. I've lived in the forest and with Charlotte. Head's kind of turning again. He's got this weird, patient turn of his head. What love have you for those who burn behind me? Answer honestly. To be honest, none. They've hunted me my whole life. Looks at the rest of you waiting for you all to answer as well. But he seems satisfied with what Lavinia said. I don't believe I know any of them. Never met them. I don't care for what they really do just sitting up here while the rest of us are down in the town. We have no involvement in what's going on here. The only reason we why we are here is because Jonas Fur gave Zofia an ultimatum. Snarls at that name a little bit, you hear. <sighs> Wretched. Cowardly. Backstabbing man, that one. And he stands up. You see him put his blade away and pick up his bow. And he says, if what you have said here is true, I am not your enemy. But we will wait. We will Fair wait. enough. A few minutes, four minutes go by. Probably there for a half an hour, sitting on the cold. Periodically, he shouts out a different order. Somebody goes and finds a person, stabs them, crawling out of a, crawling out of a building. You hear the, the crinkling of of a of a roof that's collapsing inward from fire. At one point, he reaches down and offers you a drink, Lavinia. This little, some sort of skin. It's like, here, you look frightened. She'll take it. All right, go ahead and roll a toughness test. Okay. Because it's, it's booze. Okay. Uh, toughness did not pass. Okay. All right. <laughs> take nine points of peril. Okay. <laughs> she just kind of like yes, hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just... It will steady your nerves. Ten more minutes go by, and you can see trudging from the direction that you came. You see the tall figure, the big greatsword. You see the caster with the elongated head. You see the bowmaster. You see Keon. And you see... And some sort of bound shackles, bindings. You see Radina has been thrown over the shoulder of the bowmaster at this point. Unconscious. 
the one woman who was sent to fetch them leads the group over to you. And you see the guy with the, the big sword come over and the man who's been just offered you a drink, Lavinia, Lavinia says that uh, these, these folks said that they delivered Rodina to you and that you freed them to leave. And you hear kind of a small laugh, like a little guffaw. <laughs> it is an oversimplification. But he looks over at Keon, and Keon says, uh, It was the poor old in law. I'm more nice. And so, the guy with the great sword thinks about it for a moment looks at the elongated caster. They nod at each other. And then he looks down at you and he says, Remember this day. Remember it could have gone far differently for you. You could have five of you walking down to town. Instead, there will be only four. When you arrive, I'm certain the town will look and feel different than when you left. You are free to go. And then they stand up, walk away. Zofia kind of stands up and kind of yells after but what about our iron-handed friend? And Lavinia will kind of like shush her. It's too late. He turns around. He comes back to you. And he is twice your size. Not quite, but quite large. All the different layers of animal skins and furs. and It's definitely, definitely weighing. Like billowing out, making him look even bigger than he probably really is. Yeah, and Sophia's definitely not like doing this in an intimidating way, but kind of in a desperate, like this is the person who may have some answers kind of a. He looks down at you and you hear a chuckle, a little bit of condescension, but not entirely. He says, you are a persistent little one. I will give you that. Tell me. How do you know so certainly we took your friend? Because I saw. And did you do anything to prevent this? I was too wounded. I knew it would surely be my death. Mm. A pity. He gets up as if he was like testing you to some degree. I can tell you that your friend is on a different different path, different destiny. You have your own. I'll hold no ill will toward your friend, nor do I have any to you. So she is alive? I don't know the answer to that question, but I did see her, yes. Whether she still lives, I cannot say. She was very 
very wounded, gravely so. And she was recovered. I was not among the party to have found her. Her wounds were infected. Our access to healing is rudimentary in the field. When she was returned to our strongholds, our healers, I am sure, did what they could. But I have been on assignment for a very long time now, and her fate I do not know. Would she be free to return to us when healthy? That is not my decision. Is there someone that we may ask? Sort of turns his head and looks at you. He thinks, you will have to live on knowing that you decided against helping her. Not without good reason, but when you had the opportunity, you could have beseeched us. You could have spoken with us. Tell me, was it we who attacked you? No, but I'm from the city. Have I've we never seen people with skulls on their heads. I had no idea what you were capable of. Uh, then our, our disguises are effective after all. But now, I do not know of your friend, nor do I have the power to raise her. If she still lives. Is there any chance you would happen to know where Gabriel is? Gabriel. How do you know that name? His father hired us. We came here to try to find him. It's the only reason we're even here. He chuckles a little bit. Fate has dealt you a very cruel hand, it seems. I've said all I am willing to say today. You are free to leave. My men and women will not harm you. Forward this word along, he says to one of the others. And they all sort of nod and kind of like give this little salute type of thing. And uh, he leaves. Is the guy who I originally spoke to still around? Yeah. What will happen to our station within Verdum? He said things will be different. Um, leadership change. But we, we will not be attacked. I was in Charlotte's home when an ogre almost killed me. Uh, I Would it be better protection? No, exactly how to answer that, but. And then, and Lavinia just kind of like, like just wrings her hands, because she's still very, very nervous. Can you point us in direction of the main road towards Vartum? He points in the, to the west. He says, walk ten minutes in that direction and you'll find it. Thank you. And so then they go back and start rounding up the bodies more. Everybody roll an eavesdrop test. Who would like to? I would like to. Pass. Okay. Pass. It was standard. Fail. Okay. 
I would say the three of you over here as the great sword man seems to be getting some kind of debriefing from a few of the other folks while Lavinia is talking and you overhear this woman voice say, Sir, we still haven't found her. No signs. We've scoured every building. She's not here. And you hear the great sword man. How very disappointing. He will want us to find her. Once the fires burn down, fan out. The blockade still stands on the roads. We'll find her. And then they kind of walk out of out of earshot at that point. It's possible to get our horses back? Are they? Man, you guys are really pushing <laughs> it. <laughs> but if you want, yeah, you can take a few minutes at this point to try to round up your animals, rehitch them to the wagon. You're doing all this while they're just piling <laughs> bodies together. Like, don't mind us, just uh, doing a really good job dragging those bodies. But eventually, yeah, you can spend about 20 minutes hunting them down and then reattach them to your wagon. And yeah, anything else? Come back to Vernon. Yeah, I don't want to push it. What do you want? To, what do you want to do? <laughs> I was going to ask him who they serve. I was like, "Oh, who do you guys serve again?" So as you begin the descent down the mountain road, you come you come to uh, one of the the blockade, but the whole way down, you've been kind of flanked on either side by two of these these figures. And they, they wave you through at that point. You're let pass. And then they stop following you. You can kind of see how the two that were flanking you and walking along stay back. And there's a good six people now at that blockade. And you begin the descent back down towards Verdum. It's getting pretty late in the day at this point. But you do manage to get to the gates, the northeastern gate, just before sunset. The snow has has lessened a bit. The wind is still quite heavy, but it's not the snow is not falling as heavily as it used to. The gates are open, but as you pull up to them, you notice that there is a, a group of individuals that are standing in there, in the, in the kind of in the, the middle of the gate. None of them wearing any kind of warden gear. They're just plain clothes, dressed. You see that all of them have some sort of sash of blue wrapped around their arms. And when you approach... One steps forward and says, Hold, who are you? Where have you come from? And Lavinia just goes, It is me, Lavinia. I live with Charlotte. These are my friends. And we're staying with them. We just arrived in town not too long ago. 
what's uh, going on. Would you carry in your wagon? Just us. Just transport. And so you see you're slowly getting surrounded. And a couple of them step on the wagon wheels, pull themselves up and look into the wagon itself to see if there's anything back there. And there isn't. It's just you. Probably some blood stains. <laughs> well, some of you actually do look like you've been in a fight. What happened to you? Well, you heard of the um the explosions that were happening. They laugh. <laughs> yes, we've heard of them. Well, we just so happened to be in a very bad place and um the gentleman said that we could go home. <laughs> He's like, gentleman? Yes, he had a very, very large sword. He's very tall. They hopped out off the wagon. I'm like, you'll need to need to sit in the back, woman, says the Lavinia, so that I can direct the wagon to where it needs to go. Okay, we just want to go home. So he hops up next to Bear, takes the reins from you. There's I'm no wondering. order in town, he says. We were informed. We'll see what they want to do with you. And he Kicks it into gear. A couple other people hop on the back of the wagon with you. All of them have those blue sashes, weapons. Guns? Roll a roll scrutinized test. Or an awareness, whichever you prefer. Is Charlotte okay? Uh, no. Fail. I hope people didn't try to kill her plants again. I already feel bad. And she's just wringing her hands more. <laughs> uh, rest of you can roll awareness tests. Nope. Standard's fine. Pass. Pass. So you start passing through the streets. And you see very few signs of any sort of difference. Had you not been told things would have been different here, you looking around, there's a couple signs that there was some scuffle, door hanging off its jam, the window shutters falling on the ground, a couple alleyways with some some splattered wood. You pass by the barracks, which is in the northeastern section of town. It's where you had been staying the last couple of days before you left. And you can see that there are more of these folks in their regular clothes with their their blue sashes on their arms standing out in front. They all kind of give a raise of their weapons at the people in the wagon as they go past and they give them back. You pass by some of the trade craft, the trader's row, which is north central town people are going about their business you see the carpenters still at work making doors doing some repairs you see the blacksmith still tinking away tink tink making Erwin's sword making Erwin's sword (laughs) (laughs) You pass by 
what looks to be the landing office. This two-story monarchy-controlled building. It's got the sigil of the monarchy emblazoned on the, the front door. It has been burned away, and you can just see the scorch marks of some sort of torch that has been placed against it. The banners of the Rhine that hung from the overhang of the roof have been torn down and no longer visible. You see a group of individuals, same, same thing you've seen before, blue sashes around their arms, lingering out in front. You can see that the second story windows have been barricaded from the outside. You see there's planks of wood that have been hammered into the sides. You can see that there's people on all sides of this building. You pass by Charlotte's apothecary. The building seems intact. You don't see Charlotte. You don't see anybody outside. You turn down the street, the busiest of streets of Verdum that contains both the clinic and the box elder. You can see the door is open. There are people inside. There's some shouting going on. People calling for some sort of ingredient or some help, some laudanum here, tincture here, bandages here, as if pills here. What's that? <laughs> pills here. Get your get your pills here. Um, you see no sign of Doc Quelly. It's You can't see inside that well. It's just the one door. You see there are groups of people, both with the sash and without the sash outside, lingering, some of whom have basic bandages, a little wrap around their eye, or some of them who are holding a press against their ear, a couple people with an arm and a sling. You move up to the box elder, and you can see that there's a few horses, other, other carts and wagons that are intact outside the box elder, and you hear merriment. So the sounds of people drinking, music, clinking of glasses, the smell of tobacco smoke coming out the windows and the door. They Everyone hops out of the wagon, instruct you to do the same, and you're kind of escorted inside, one of them out in front, holding the door open, letting you pass, a couple of people following you. You go inside and you see there's dozens of people inside, drinking laughing, celebrating. You see some recognizable faces here and there's some you've drunk with before. Everyone seems incredibly happy. You see the whores hanging over the railings above, laughing and drinking and singing. You see people kind of hugging on the top level. They're all quite uh, enamored with themselves. And you're taken to the back room, the place where you've You've seen some private gambling games. Oh. And you can see that the place where the worst conversation in the history of this podcast <laughs> ever took place. Oh, God, that was so excruciating listening back to when I edited it. So you guys got guns? <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. 
and you see that uh, a few tables have been rearranged slightly uh, to make what looks to be some kind of council-like room. Uh, and you're, you're like ushered to the back of the room to the right, whereas the front of the room is to your left. And you're coming in kind of the side. And one of the people who are asking you is just quiet and wait your turn. And then they flank next to you. And when you look, you can see that there's two other people who are like in front of you, surrounded by this kind of C or U shaped uh, set of tables. There's like three tables, long tables pushed together. One's in the center and one's a fling. So think of it like a U. And two figures have been moved up and they're kind of in the middle of that U while a handful of people are sitting around that table as if they're talking to them. You recognize those in the middle of the U as Sonia Nichols and Gus Burrell. And looking around at the tables, you recognize a few other faces as well. You see Markov Babbler looking none the worse for wear. Uh, and he is sipping away at some sort of drink. Sitting next to him is the furrowed brow of Loudon Hertz. You see Zelda Brandenburg, who is a very large, a very scarred and weathered woman who ran the PHC uh, site uh, that you interviewed at one point. Uh, she works in town. She offered, of course, bear a job. You see a dwarven woman. Uh, I would say, why don't Lavinia and Hubert go ahead and make a folklore test at routine? Pass. Fail. Uh, You know this, uh, Lavinia, this is a woman by the name of Vendelgard Kant. And then you see another figure sitting in the middle. So you've got Markov, Babbler, and Loudon Hertz to the left table. You've got Zelda Brandenburg and Vendelgard Kant to the right table. And sitting at the center table by himself is a face you don't recognize necessarily, but I will let both of you go ahead and roll a folklore test routine again. Pass. Pass. You both know this person as... Conlin. One a crit success. What's that? Is one a crit one success? is a crit success. Okay, crit success. You know this to be Conlin, uh, Conlin the tailor. That's a ten though. And you would also is know. It, I lied. Okay, so never mind. I'm not going to give you the <laughs> second piece. Conlin the tailor. Uh, you can't. Uh, you you, you in, for all the time that you've been here, you can't recall ever getting a last name from him. Uh, but he is 30s, 40s, slender. He's got uh, got some kind of red-brown hair, blue eyes, slightly sunburned skin. He's very well dressed with a blue coat uh, with embroidered feathers around the cuffs and the collar. And he know that he makes clothes. And he makes very good clothes, very good at his job. And you would also know that he made clothes and often delivered them to the governor specifically uh, because you would get the finest silks and the finest fabrics. 
but then he was also just good at making good stuff. Uh, those of you, when you were looking and shopping for your various blue, uh, blackish hoodeds, you likely purchased from his shop. Maybe from him, maybe maybe from one of his assistants, but he purchased from his shop. You also see standing above him, or behind him, I should say, uh, a woman of indeterminate age. She's got these blue and indigo tattoos that are not as dramatic as the figure that you saw, a few of you saw in the jail. Uh, but there's these little little etches kind of in right underneath her eye, almost if it's like it's framing it. And then you can see that there's some sort of tattoo that's sticking out from the cuff of each of her wrists, but you can't quite make it out. She's looking around the room. She's got a, a mask kind of covering her nose and her mouth. But you can tell that she is of elvish descent, elvis ancestry. And she's very quietly sitting back. And as you approach, as you, you sit back there, you can hear that the five sitting at the tables are talking to Sonia and Gus. And they're saying something along the lines that we need you to take over for Mr. Wilhelms and Mr. Fur. We feel that to best move forward in Verdum, that there needs to be order. Just because there's new leadership doesn't mean that we will run a chaotic ground where anyone can do anything. We know you are good people. We know you are wrongfully imprisoned. Apologies for that. And we know that you can do a fair and honest job. Ensure that no one kills each other, no one poisons each other, no one steals from each other. Every law except paying fealty and homage to this monarchy should remain in force. If you agree to this, we see no reason you can't live your lives as the rest of us. If you choose against this, then we will put you in the barracks. With Wilhelm's and Fair, or we will put you in the landing office with some of your other less agreeable wardens. And the two of them kind of whisper, whisper back and forth. Sony is a little resistant, but Gus kind of makes the case. And they look as though they're going to say no, but then Loudon speaks up, kind of coughs a little bit, and he says I kind of, this is all very shocking, and this is not an easy time, but regardless of what's transpired, don't forget that the snows have come. There are still good people here. They need you now. Many of us are choosing to soldier through. And so he sits back down, kind of nervous, like mopping his head a little bit. And eventually they agree. And they are led out of the room by another figure with the, one of those blue sashes on the arms. And then you hear Conlon say, Next. 
you move up. Bear, roll a challenging scrutinized test. 96. Okay. Did you just roll 96 a minute ago? Yeah, I did. That's your favorite number. Got it backwards there, buddy. I do. So they wait as one of the figures that escorted you inside walks around and kind of presents. We, um, we found them coming in. Uh, they were coming down from from the governor's nest. Uh, they said uh, a man with a big sword said they could go. Some such. Not really sure. She said something about Charlotte and etc. Uh, they didn't really put up a fight or anything, but it looks like they might have. And so Conlin just says, kind of leans forward for a second, peers at you all. His eyes linger over Bear, and he kind of tilts his head. You see a little, little wry smile come over him. Have we met? Perhaps. And so then he says, I see you've been through some sort of ordeal. It's been a rough couple of days. Yes. Yeah, last time I do a transport job in a while. That was yeah. pretty rough. What were you transporting? A person. Huh? To here. You brought someone? No. <laughs> I am... I am at a loss. I'm so confused. We were, but we handed him over to the right people. I see. Keanu? Or, sorry. Keanu. (laughs) 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 I am an FBI agent. Got it. That's from Point Break. You ever seen Point Break? It's like my favorite line, Keanu. It's like, I am an FBI agent. No, what was the guy's name? Keon. It's Keon. There's no ooh. Just drop the ooh. (laughs) There is a flicker of recognition in his face for sure. Oh, interesting. And who are you? You were delivering Keon to whom? To, well, we were originally bringing him here. Mm -hmm. uh, Because that's what we were getting paid for. You know, just kind of go where the money goes. But then uh, we got a better offer. (laughs) Very confused. Could someone perhaps fill in the details? I don't know so much if we were actually getting paid, but Rodina is very frightening. And at the name of Rodina, he is. And what do you know of Rodina? That she is currently up on the governor's perch with um, your friends. He's like. He puts his hand over and says, my friends. Well, That's pretty presumptuous. <laughs> oh. I would assume that you are all friends because he informed us that leadership is changing yes. and you appear to be leadership. Certainly. Yeah, they all had crazy masks. No. Not, not crazy. Yes. They, were <laughs> just unique. they were very disturbing. No, they were very just disturbing. Um, <laughs> bit theatrical, but effective, yes? Yes. Sometimes it's Useful to obscure one's identity, don't you think? I feel yeah. like I am missing something, but... Oh, nothing at all. Just a, a joke for a different day, perhaps. Oh, I see that you've made it through the snows. Very hardy. A lot of you capable, it seems, of surviving even the most perilous of situations, 
It's to be commended. Uh, I uh, I don't want to imagine what what hell is raining loose up in the nest, but uh, I can assure you, it was a largely bloodless coup. Yeah, a few. This is not broken bloodless. bones and no. If you want to make an omelet, you have to break a few eggs, as they say. There were plenty broken up at the nest. <laughs> yes. Well, now I guess the question is, what are we going to do with you? What do you think we should do? And at this point, uh, you see Loudon. He, he's like, these are these are good people. They, they, um, he kind of points at, at Bear and Sophia. He says they came here looking for looking for someone that that they don't understand the politics. It's it just and there's no re- and he's then he realizes wait where's where's Owen? Keon killed him. And he kind of like sits back and he's like, oh. hand goes through his face. He goes not through his face over his face. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> Very sorry. They did not like yeah. each other. Poor choices. And Lavinia is just still wringing her hands. Um, it's disappointing. I'm sorry your friend had to die, unfortunately. Several of my friends have died into the leadership of those up in the mountain. Several more friends of friends and such over these years have died under the leadership down south, so it is a shame that anyone had to die. But we will soldier onward. Shall we not? Indeed yes. we shall. He kind of looks. Hmm. Loudon, you seem to know these individuals. What about this one? Um, Lavinia, is it? Right. Yes. Yes. Normally I live in the woods, but when winter comes, I come and I live with Charlotte. I don't see any reason why you can't continue to do that. I'm well aware of the monarchies viewpoints on individuals such as yourselves i can assure you that ours are far more open-minded in fact and lavinia kind of just breathes like a big sigh of relief i don't see i don't see why you couldn't uh, do you have healing abilities i do i will say a, a good good a good way of trying to appease and earn your keep here would be we, we could use a hand in the clinic. Um, it's a few incidents here and there. Very confusing. But uh, when we're done here, if you wouldn't mind. Of course. Ah, you, sir. Hello. Who are you? You look familiar. I'm Hubert. I have been part of the Warlands before. but Indeed. Uh, we will be recruiting some individuals if you're interested in... I'm just willing to protect what's important. Well, do you uh, have any sort of love for the monarchy? He kind of peers at you really carefully. I used to, but now I'm not sure anymore. Mm. Yes. I think that you should uh, perhaps lend your services to our new warden lieutenants and captain such and such, whatever ownership they decide to give themselves um, we will likely need to relocate some of the others, unfortunately. But, yes. uh, you, sir, and at this point, 
Zelda Brandenburg speaks up and she's like, Listen, uh, you can't turn down big folk like him. We've got a long winter. We need good, strong folk. He's like, oh, of course not. I look at him and I feel he could survive almost anything. Yeah. <laughs> anything My arm's at all. a bit bad right now. What so happened to your work? hand? I lost a few fingers, frostbite, oh. all that. So, he got pushed off a cliff. Did he? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, what? Well. Sophia would like to roll. Roll what? <laughs> Some type of awareness or scrutinize or something. The problem is, is that Sophia wasn't there. <laughs> right? And I already gave Bear a roll. And he failed. You weren't there. Joey was here. I would let him do it too, but sorry. He's just been kind of a prick about how he's is he like, i thought he's being kind of nice but hey well just in the way that he's like commenting on a bear it's raising Sophia's suspicions uh you're welcome if you would like to do some sort of scrutinized test but i'm not sure what you're going to be able to glean from that but go ahead okay. like i said it like Sophia said it intentionally just to see if there was any kind of a okay roll roll uh we'll make it standard awareness scrutinize scrutinize sorry just failed. Okay. Hard to get a read. You think he's surprised? Not sure. He just got mixed in with uh, on the bad side of uh, the wrong people. Yeah. So just doing my best to live. As far as I'm concerned, today is a new day. What's past is, is prologue. Water under the bridge. We turn the page today, and if you are willing to move forward as good and honest citizen of Adam, then I see no reason why your big strong back can't lend a hand into the recovery efforts here. And I'm sure Zelda could find some work for you as she organizes some of the uh, the labor forces that we will he have has- planned. Been dabbling in carpentry. Oh, wonderful! My father was a carpenter ah. back in the Evermores. So you've come a yes. very long way. A long way, <laughs> and my jobs take me all over. So you can see, I ended up here. And he, at that, he kind of there's a genuine sort of su- surprise and smile. Oh, Evermores! Wow. I've never met anyone from the Evermores who's had love for the Rhine. So I suppose we are just distant cousins. Do you all swear fealty to whatever we're calling ourselves these days? The Umbat Nor, I believe, is the the term that some want. It's just a name, as good as any other. Do you uh, swear to? Hold the laws to respect your neighbors, to not take hand against them or weapons or arms, unless in self-defense, of course. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. I try and copy that salute I saw up in the perch. Uh, okay, go ahead and um, <laughs> I would say roll an easy scrutinize test. It's more about memory. It's not hard to do. It's just what did you remember it? A lot of elves in Verdum, or is it just like me and then like this lady? 
it's not a huge number, but it's there. There's certainly a smaller minority. You know, maybe ten percent of the population. So like that at, at max, most of okay. them keep their distance. A few more. Yeah. It's a path. It's best. Yeah, you're able to do it just fine. Wonderful, excellent. Yeah, I I have to say this is this is, this is a wonderful, excellent find we've got. Got a healer, we've got a worker, we've got a soldier, and you, ma'am, what are you? Young girl. Mm-hmm. What can you provide us? The community. Sophia's very tired and kind of cranky. Okay. So, honestly, she just kind of shrugs and just says, like, I'm not a threat. I can find something i've always found a way to be loyal to those around me and do my best to help them out i can vouch for that she's always been there we needed her Sophia. always well with that testimony of course i'm sure we can find a place for you so it seems as though you've had a very difficult night uh by all means, Markov has made a feast for us. Well, he hasn't, of course. Uh, but you're welcome. Drink, dance, and again, Lavinia, if you wouldn't be so kind as to lend a hand. There's no real life-threatening injuries with some broken bones and such and such. Of course. Have you spoken to Charlotte already? Oh, yeah, she's over at the clinic lending a hand as well. Oh, perfect. Yes. Well, is there anything else? Um, uh, do you know Roderick? He's very skinny, um, often lives out in the forest, um, is always yelling about the voices up north. Yes. See, that is part of the problem. I'll let Charlotte explain it to you. Uh, anything else? Oh, uh, who is it that we serve? I had someone ask me that earlier. I didn't know the answer to it. Well, I believe you can just say, for now you serve the Council of Verdum. Oh, okay. I'll go with that. He smiles in such a way as if there's a different answer, and you're not yet trusted enough to know it. <laughs> so then gotcha. and Lavinia will just kind of be like, and just kind of nod and be like, I'm going to go to the clinic. Thank you. Good night, for Lavinia. I'll just wind down for the night. Okay. Yeah. I'll flag down Lavinia first so she can look at my arrow wound. Just come with me to the clinic. I need to speak to Charlotte. It's been okay. a long time since I've seen her. Uh, so what, do you, what are the two are you going to do, Hubert and Sophia? Just if eat. you're wounded, come to the clinic. Oh, I'm fine. Okay. Gonna hang out then. Better hang out. Hang out, get some drink, yeah. get some food. Fair enough. Drink. Yeah. Sophia will go to the clinic. Okay. So three of you cross the street, go down a few few houses, a few buildings. You go inside, and you look around, and you see a few familiar faces. You see Charlotte, who has her her hair kind of wrapped up in her her normal kind of bun that's fraying at this point and. It looks like she's been busy. You see Tim, who is the man who actually helped you mm-hmm. the night you went blind, Lavinia. Um, he has some rudimentary knowledge in medicine. And you see 
They're patching up a handful of people, faces you recognize from a crowd, but no one specific. Uh, broken bone, like like he he wasn't lying. Broken bone here and there, broken arm, broken leg, uh, stab wound that's getting stitched up. Is this Doc Coley's clinic? This is Doc Doc Coley's clinic. Is Bruno or Cresita uh, here? You look around and you don't see any of them. Lavinia's gonna burst into tears at the sight of Charlotte. Charlotte will come running over towards you, Charlotte. and she will wrap her arms around you, and she will just laugh. I was so worried about you. Oh, God, my dear girl. Where have you been? Oh. We went up to the mines to just answer some quick questions. And then next thing I know, we are following Redina up to the governor's perch. Well, that's... uh, Were you up there when it exploded? We heard him all the way down the mountain. And, and she like starts looking at you like, are you hurt? Are I'm you fine. hurt? And Lavinia will just kind of like take a second, take a deep breath. And she goes, she goes, my hands, I need to be busy. Help me. Tell me what to do. Uh, and so she points you in the direction of somebody that just needs basic heal tests. Like just, just bandage some folks. And and she's, she's just crying as she's just taking <laughs> care of people. <laughs> there's this woman looking up and out of you and she's like, are you okay? <laughs> it's, and Lavinia's like, it's been a very long day. For all of us. My leg's broke, but you go ahead and cry. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are the two of you doing? Um, I'm just lightly wounded, so it's patching myself up and help around transporting people, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I'll take a little patching up as well, looking for um, a little kid. Chadwick. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, and I would say you can roll a... Rumor test, uh, easy. Pass. So you start asking around. Um, where's where's Chadwick? You know, is this was that? And as you're moving around the clinic, you realize you don't see you don't see Bruno. You don't see Cresita. You don't see the warden that had been stationed to watch Cresita. You don't see Roderick, who had been lingering a lot. You don't see Chadwick, but you do see in the rear of the building, isolated and in bed, Doc Quilly, her head tightly wrapped, and she seems to be unconscious, breathing, but unconscious. And uh, Charlotte comes up behind you, and she says, Sounds. Please don't leave her be. She's not going to want to wake up. But hopefully she will, at least for the sake of some of these people. Charlotte, where's where's Chadwick? He's gone. Where's Roderick? They're both gone. Where have they gone? Uh, and all the commotion there. A few people looked around and they investigated. From what we can tell, from what some have suggested, either the, the fat one or, or the elf or maybe Roderick himself managed to, managed to kill the warden who was guarding Cressida and the four of them. 
They left. Someone at the gates to the west said they saw them leave a day ago. So they're all gone. I think someone, someone hit Doc Quilly too. I sh- she might never recover. I don't know. It's beyond my skill to heal. But but the boy's gone too. And uh, she kind of digs through her skirts and pulls out some stuff. Some folded papers. This was this was all that all that they found. And you can see that there's these pictures, these little charcoal sketchings that you've uh-huh. seen before. Except this time they're little streaks of after a moment you realize is blood helping to outline and contour certain images adding little bits and pieces, these little extra iconographic stuff. You recognize some of the markings as being kind of identical to the brands that you saw along Cressida's arms. Charlotte says, hey, they went out to the, they went out the gates and, they disappeared heading north. I don't, I just don't know. And the boy was with them. <laughs>